Blog Talk Radio. Here in 
South Florida. It's very hot in the studio right now. I'm sweating. I don't know what the deal is. Turn the AC up. Let's do this. Um, it is a beautiful Southern Florida day. You know, another great weather down here for baseball. You can catch us on iHeartRadio. You can catch us on Blog Talk Radio. You can catch us on so many other networks with Spreaker. Um, I mean, forget it. So we're all over the iTunes, we're all over the place. Um, just look up Being Frank. Just look up Three and Out Baseball or Three and Out Radio. Um, look up Twenty Seven Outs Baseball. You can also look up our sister show, The Interview with Ben and Chris. It's a great show. You don't want to miss that. We have a lot of things going on at Twenty Seven Outs Baseball Radio. We got a lot of new writers, new photographers are coming back with our old great ones. The website will be up on Monday. It got revamped. It is unbelievable. You definitely want to go check it out. Great stuff. A lot of clicks and, and, and great things going on there. Subscribe to that website. We're going to be giving away a ton of stuff this year. Minor League, Major League, the new Minor League uniforms that are popping out, all kinds of things. I think you're going to love it. Got a lot of great little incentives when you subscribe. One of them, well, two of them, are going to be two dinners down here in Florida in spring training in about two weeks, one with the Houston Astros, one with the Miami Marlins. So if you're a fan of those teams or in the southern Florida area or, you know, middle Florida area, wherever you're going to be in spring training, definitely want to sign up for that website. We're going to pick some people that sign up for that website, randomly draw them in. Two people are going to go to dinner with us with some Houston Astros World Series champs, and two people are going to go to dinner with us some Miami Marlins. I know because we are based out here in South Florida. A lot of Marlins fans do listen to the show. You got Juan behind the glass, my boy. Thank you very much for the opening up uh, there. You know, kicking the, the, the Southern Florida flair going in, a little Latinas flair going on there. Like it, like it. Um, we'll have new audio to open us, the show up with very soon. We have a couple ball players that are going to be involved in those audios. That's why we're getting it all together. It's going to be great. Obviously, we're going to have all our segments, like Santi's Corner and, and all, and, you know, in the the Florida Turnpike, all kinds of things like that, the great segments we always have, and you're growing the love on the show. That will be put back in, after, you know, towards the beginning of the season. We've got a bunch of players signed up to come on the show now and during the season, and, uh, former players, GMs, coaches, the whole nine yards. You know how we do it here. Um, so it's going to be a fun, 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 fun season. Top it off, Juan's working on all that. Um, good stuff. A lot of good, good stuff. Listen, baseball's in full effect. There's some games today, tomorrow. Everybody starts off the season down here in spring training. Wait, wait, wait. You smell that? You smell that? You know what that smells like? Fresh cut grass, hot dogs, popcorn, Cracker Jacks, nice beer, ice cream, the sound of the bat. The pop of the mitt, the sun. You know what that sounds like to me? You know what that, you know, if you just close your eyes and envision that, you know what that's like? You know what it's like? It's like memories. That's making memories. Show up there with your son, your grandson, your grandfather, your grandmother, your daughter, your girlfriend, your fiance, your wife. Whatever you're showing up at the ballpark in, you know, you walk in there with your girl, she's wearing a cap, she's wearing her shirt, you're wearing your shirt and your cap, and you're ready to get some dogs and go sit down with a beer and watch some game. That's memory making. 
That's the American pastime. Smell it now? You smell it? Why you smell it? I smell it. I can't wait to get over to the stadiums next week, do my spring training thing. Yeah, you catch me at Jupiter. You catch me at Hammond Stadium. I'll probably make it up the, to uh, the Stone Crabs and Brennington. I'm going to go to a couple of these places. Don't worry about it. I'll be there. Um, this season, you will catch me mostly at Jupiter, a little bit of Hammond, down here in Mullins Park, and obviously over in Tampa and in between. I'll be covering the Florida State League like I normally do and the Marlins and the Rays this year. I'm not with the Twins, covering the Twins this year. I did them last year, make my rounds around. Um, I'm not going to head to New York and do the Yankees like I did last year either. I'm going to stay mostly down here in South Florida. I might venture out here and there and go to Arizona and stuff like that and cover a couple of teams with a couple of our great, great reporters and, and TV personnel that we have on 27-ounce baseball. So with that said, let's get into this show. We're going to break down. Last, last show, we broke down the NL West. I said, if I just break out one division, you know, it's going to take six shows, and, and I wanted to get it going before, you know, the mix of the full blast of, of all the hectic schedule we're going to have here coming forward with on baseball. So I'm going to do two divisions today. I'm going to try to get it done in an hour. It could be an hour and a half. I don't know. I'm going to try to get it done. Um, we're going to start right off with the Central. We're going to go right over to the, the National League Central and get them over with first. That was a very, very – that was, a, that was a pretty good division last year. I mean, uh, two teams under 500. One of them was very close with the Pirates. They had some situations. Um, I don't. I think that they're a 500 team this year, but very cool. The Cardinals were good. Milwaukee Brewers surprised everybody. They made very good moves in the offseason. That's a team to look out for. And the Cubs are the Cubs, man. That's a great, great baseball team they built within. They've done a lot of great things. Um, you know, let's start off with the Cubs. Let's do it. Start off right with the Cubs. The Cubs are probably a team that's going to win that division again this year. Just like I said, the Dodgers are a lock to win the West. I think the Cubs are a lock to win the, um, the Central. I mean, I'll be very surprised. I mean, the Cardinals are a team just like the Giants. I said the Giants are improved they, they, from last year, and, and their injuries are gone. And, and, and if they stay healthy, especially with the Pigeons, that, that Giants team is going to make a run for the Dodgers. But I think the Cardinals could do that in the Central. But you just got to like this Cubs team. I mean, Haywood, Junior, Schwarber, you have Zorbris, you have Bryant, you have Russell, you have Baez, you have Rizzo, Contreras. I mean, you know, I mean, that's a stacked team. That's a stacked team. And Zorbris is, is the man out here. You know, they could trade the dude. You have Lester. They picked up Darvish. You still have Hendricks. Quintana is still there. You got Montgomery. I mean, so they have some guys. But they have four quality starters, four quality starters. If you have four starters that go out and give you great games, give you six-plus innings, seven innings, and give you great – I mean, Lester and Darvish are aces. Hendrick has looked like an ace, and, and, and Quintana has been an ace for the White Sox. So you have guys out there. You know, that's a one, they're one-two punches there. There's nobody under a two-starter in that, in that, that four, those four starters. So Montgomery or Butler or Chatwood, any one of those guys could be a fifth starter. Just go out and give you five, six innings here and there and keep in the ball game. You're good to go. Merrill's going to be the closer. You know, uh, Strip is, is a very good, you know, Edwards Jr. is another guy. C-Sheck is great. They picked him up. Um, you know, Grimm. I like Grimm a lot. Rosario they have. They have Simmons. They have, um, they have a ton of guys in that pen. And Edwards could be a start starter. C-Sheck could be a closer or a setup to go with Strip. And, um, 
and Merrill. So they have a lot of guys in that pen that's versatile, too. And they still have Smiley that had Tommy John surgery. We don't know when he's going to be back, but, I mean, that's another guy waiting in the wings. And they got a couple of guys in the minors, hitters and pitchers. So the Cubs are, are a team that's set now and for, and for a while. So it's going to be hard to, you know, that's going to be hard to jump on that team and, and wait for them to lose again, okay? Very, very good lineup. I mean, top to bottom, they have some leadoff guys. they got guys in the middle of the that pop. I mean, Brian and Rizzo alone. Then you have Addison Russell. Uh, you know, I think there's going to be some bounce backs with this team. I think they're going to win closer to more, more closer to 100 games than they did last year. I think they had a little setback. I think they were still juiced up from that, um, not juiced up the way you think, but, you know, you know, pumped up. Let's choose that word from winning the World Series. And, and I think it got to them a little. But um, one thing about, about the Cubs that won etc. on Anthony Rizzo that went to Parkland High School. Um, down here in Florida, you know, everybody knows, I talked about in the last show, the shooting, and, you know, it's been really tough down here. Um, he showed up, did some things over there with that, with those students, and, and, I mean, really, you know, this is what Major League Baseball is about. I'm not saying all the sports ain't about this, but not only is Major League Baseball, like the Marlins doing something, they're going to wear a patch on their, on their sleeve, they're going to wear, you know, they're going to do their thing, and, you know, Rizzo and a couple of people that are from down here, and Rizzo actually going to Parkland, you know, doing this, but also every single team in Major League Baseball is going to wear a hat with a Parkland patch on it. If I'm not mistaken, that's what they were talking about and they decided on. That's big. That's acknowledgement. You know, and, 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 and not only that, not only them, them doing things for communities and doing things for these kids and, and really going out there, everybody stands for the National Anthem in Major League Baseball. And, and it might just be because there's so many ethnic backgrounds in baseball. There's Dominicans, there's, there's Puerto Ricans, there's Cubans, there's Mexicans, there's Canadians, there's everybody. There's everybody. And a lot of those countries, you know, the, the Ecuador, uh, Mexico, um, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, I mean, all those countries, you know, the, all, those, all those countries that have these ball players, those countries love America. America has given them opportunity. See, when you look at other countries, like Canada, like England, like France, Portugal, Italy. They don't, it, it's different. They have freedom. They have money. They have everything. They don't need, they think they're more superior than the United States in some ways. So they don't need, they, they, you know, they look down on it. A lot of people in this country, you know, from this country, you take things for granted. And from other countries that come over, you're like, eh, whatever, I can have this in my country too. I'm just here, whatever, whatever it is. But those other people, those ball players. Now, now, football don't have a lot of Mexicans. They don't have a lot of Puerto Ricans. They don't have, you know, they have, you know, white, black, you know, Jewish, I guess, some Spanish, you know. I mean, they, just how it is. Same thing in basketball. I mean, there's a lot of other countries in basketball, but not too many of the of the Puerto Ricans and, and things like that. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't want to go into Atlanta. You know, basketball is not on my forefront. But that's why you see a lot of these protests on the court and on the field. Baseball don't have that. Because it's America's sport. And those guys that come from these other countries love America. So I'm going to get a lot of backlash from this on Twitter. And I'm fine with it. Because I'm speaking my mind. I'm being frank. I'm being real with you. Okay? But Rizzo did some great things when he came over here. That's great to see him lose where he came from. And, you know, he's a great player. Um, one of my favorite guys in the, in the game. Nice guy to talk to and everything. But the Cubs, good lineup. Good lineup. You know, 
have a good team there. They have a great manager. I mean, it's just the team is going to go out there and play baseball and win anywhere from 90 to 105 games. End of story. You know, not much to say about them. They have good pitching. They have good hitting. They have a good bench. They've got a good relieving staff. If they stay healthy, health is, health is on – when you look at every team in baseball, when you go out there and say, hey, this is what we're going to do, right? This is what we're going to do, and what we're going to do is we're going to turn around and we're going to put a good team on the field. You can put whatever you want on the field, but if you don't have health, you don't win. Now, there's always injuries in baseball. That's why you have to have a bench. That's why you have to have um, prospects, some ready to go, some almost ready, and some for the future. That's, that's the role. That's, that's the game. That's why you have you know, five to six minor league teams in baseball because there's so many things that can go wrong. Cubs have that. They have that. And there's going to be an injury here and there. Hopefully it's not long-term or, or, or season-ending and, and, and it's like Lester because you, you don't really – I mean, they can replace a Lester with that pitching staff if they have someone from the minors, but you can or maybe make a trade with some of the minor league guys. But you don't want to lose that because right now you have your train on the tracks and ready to go, and you just don't want it to be derailed in any way. Just like if you have a great football team and your quarterback goes down, even though your backup is really good, Philadelphia Eagles, um, you know, they, they, you kind of don't want to see your starter go down. So that's the only thing that the Cubs have to worry about, really, is injuries. You know, anybody can have a bad season and stuff like that. But I think, I think um, Schrubber is going to come back and have a great season this year. I think he's going to put all that stuff in the past, and he's just going to come out and do his thing. And, you know, there's not too much pressure trying to stay on the field as a starter. Um, he better 315 with 30 homers and 59 RBIs. Uh, I mean, 211, 211, 30 homers, 59 RBIs. He had 30 home runs. The guy's going to hit home runs. He's a home run monster. He's 46 in his career, and he has around 560 bat- bats, and that's what one major league career is. You get about five, you know, anywhere from six to 650, 660 bats in a season. Matters where you bat in the lineup. And so he has 46 home runs, 102 RBIs, and a 222 bat now. His bat average is what's really keeping him out of the spotlight. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be fine in this lineup. I think he's gonna. You're gonna see more of a 250, 258, 260 hitter here this year. So keep an eye on on what he's. And if he bats, that's literally 50 more points in the batting average. That's literally his his RBI is gonna go to the roof. Fit from 60, he's probably gonna get closer to 100 because of that. So he's somebody to look at. Um, I think everybody else is gonna be what they normally do. And the pitcher that I'm looking at, I like Montgomery. Um, I, I want, he's a lefty. You know how I got, how I feel as a 28 year old lefty. You know how everybody knows how I feel about left-handed pitching. I think if you have left-handed pitching, you're ahead of the game. You're ahead of the game. I think a, a left-handed pitcher that's 11, that could be 11 and, and 13 with a 410 ERA is better than a left-handed pitcher that's 11 and 13 and a 415 ERA or a right-handed pitcher. I just feel that way. I, I just feel, even though they have the same stats, I just think I feel that way. Um, he was 7-8 and eight with a 338 ERA last year. I think he's going to be a lot more better than that. He had three saves on top of it. I just think he's going to, this is his, he's going to break out. He's going to break out and do his thing this year. Um, his major league three is 15-19 with a 345 ERA. So his ERA is there. I like his strikeouts. The starting, you know, he, he, for a starter, he's pretty good with the strikeout, and he's a lefty. So um, I like to see those two guys on the brand. And if those two guys come around with all the rest of those pitchers and all the rest of those hitters, the Cubs are going, to be, are going to be 105 winning team this year. Easily. Easily. We're going to go away from the Cubbies. 
I'm going to go over to the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, this is a very interesting team. They overachieved a tiny bit last year. I thought they were, you know, a fourth-place team at best last year. They were one of the teams that surprised me. I thought, the, I thought it would be, you know, the Cubs, Cardinals, Pirates, Brewers. You know, that's how I thought that division was going to go. Um, and then the Reds. But um, they surprised me. And they, they kept some of their players. They brought in some great things. Uh, Yelich was a big, big move there. I love that move for them. I don't like it for the Marlins. I mean, the, that was the best trade the Marlins did. And they got the most back for. And he was probably the least you could you would think. If you ever wrote down for everybody in baseball and Marlins fans, these three players you're trading, who are you getting back the most for? And I guarantee Yelich would have been the one that you got the least back for. Everybody would have said that because Azuna had a tremendous year and Stanton, Stanton. I think if you put D. Gordon in there, Yelich would have still been last. And they get the most back for him. But Yelich is on their, is on their thing. Yelich is on their, their website. You go to their website, the first name pops up, you know, they have Yelich in there, man. They feel highly of him. They, they should. I mean, I think he was bad third. You know, it's really, really good, uh, you know, player there and, and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, good things like that. Good things like that. I'm going to, I have to take a quick break. There's something wrong with the audio we got to fix, and we'll come right back to to it in a second. This is perfect. Come kiss me one more time. I couldn't dream this up, even if I tried. You and me in this moment feels like magic, don't I'm right where I want to be. Everybody's talking about heaven like they just can't wait to go. Saying how it's going to be so good, so beautiful. Lying next to you in this bed with you.
Hi, right, we're back. I'm sorry about that. Um, little difficulty with the switchboard over here, so I see it blinking, so I had to quickly go over to a recording, and we'll get right back to it. So the Brewers. The Brewers now, they, like I said, they overachieved. They made that great trade, and they got some great players on that team. They have Yellish, Kane, I love in the outfield with a speed, good leadoff hitter. Ryan Braun's still there. They have Shaw. They have teams that had a tremendous year last year. And they have um, Pena behind the plate. Their pitching staff isn't that bad either. You know, they, they have a pretty good pitching staff. It's pretty deep if you go all the way through, if you have some guys that you think they can take over there. And then they have some pretty good uh, relievers too. I mean, the Brewers are a very intriguing team. It's going to be a fun time up there in Milwaukee. And I know Mr. Brewtown, who does a radio show, guest on this show before I've been a guest on his show, too. He's a guy I'm going to love to get on the show and talk about the Brewers a little bit more. Um, up, you know, maybe towards the end of spring training when, when the roster is a little more final, we'll get him on and talk to him. He knows everything about the Brewers, covers them on the radio up there. Um, but this team, it's going to be very fun in Milwaukee. It's a beautiful stadium. You know, that, that city's not bad. I mean, that's, you know, Wisconsin's a beautiful state. And they have a team that they could really focus on this year. I mean, Kane's had a great year. I think um, there's, a, there's a couple of guys on that team that I really am intrigued with. And, you know, I, I, one of them is 27-year-old uh, Shaw, Travis Shaw. He hit a 273 with 101 RBIs and 30, 31 home runs. 10 stolen bases. I mean, the kid really did his thing. I say kid, you know, 27 years old. Uh, I really like him. And I, and I told everybody, he was on my top um, 13 list over a couple of years on the 27 Ounce Baseball um, website. I, was, I always do a top 13 hitters and top 13 pitchers of minor league baseball. And when he was with the Red Sox, I always had an eye on him on there like two or three years straight. And he, he was first base and third and a little bit outfield. And I always put him on there, and, and he, he proved me right by doing what he did and, and, and putting out those numbers. I think he's going to have a better year this year. I think that with Yellish in that lineup and, and him being comfortable, I really think that 273 bat now is going to be more like 285, 290. And his whole month is going to be like 35 to 100, and he's going to get 100 and something more, you know, 120 RBIs. I think he's going to be a cornerstone leader on this team. And, and I really like that move. They have two young guys up the middle, um, you know, they they got some players on this team. They really do. You know, I mean, they really do. Manny Pena is another guy, 279 hitter. Uh, he only had 330 at-bats behind the plate. I think that's what baseball is going into. I think a, a starting catcher is going to get like 450 to 500 at-bats, and then your backup is going to get another 300 at-bats. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, I think that's where they're going, unless you're, you're you know, you're, you're, you're elite, like Russell Martin and stuff like that. And Molina. But um, this guy, I think he's better. I think he's a little more pop than that. I think he's going to get more RBIs. He's going to have more chances. But he's not an automatic out. He's only 30 years old. So the Brewers got some stuff on that team. And you know what you get with Braun. You know what you get with Kane. You know what you get with Thames. Thames is one of those guys that always had pop, always did his thing, you know, but never had the batting average. And then last year, he didn't have the batting average. He had 31 home runs and 63 RBIs. He had 247 batting average. 
I think with this lineup again, and with Yelich in it, and Braun being here, and all that stuff, and these other guys have another year behind their belt, you're going to see more RBIs from these guys. But I think the batting average will go up a tiny bit. I mean, he's a 249 lifetime hitter, so he's hitting what he's normally doing. So don't expect Haynes' batting average to go up too much. But, but um, this is a nice little lineup. A nice little lineup. And everybody that doesn't know Yelish, I know, you know, I interviewed him many times. I know him personally down here with, with the Marlins. Great dude. First of all, Milwaukee, you're getting a great dude. A great dude. Um, he batted 282 with 18 home runs and 81 RBIs last year. He's going to have probably a little bit more home runs playing in a different ballpark and playing against other ballparks a little more. Like he's going to be playing against the, the Cubs ballpark, Wrigley, a lot more. Cincinnati, you know, his home, his home ballpark. I mean, Marlins Park wasn't easy to hit home runs in. Either was City Field and either is, is Washington. So it's very hard. So going over to Central and playing more games against those teams, his home runs, he's going to hit 20 some, like 27 home runs next year. He's going to get about 90 to 100 RBIs. And his batting average is probably, it creeps up every year. He's a 290 lifetime hitter, and that's probably what you're going to get out of him. So, um, you know, I, I, that was a really good move for them. And, and he's going to be, he's only 26 years old, and I like that move a lot. And, you know, the pitching staff is pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, it, it's solid. It's not, you know, it's, it's going to get better. Let's put it that way. Like, as the years go on, they got some guys in the minors. they got some guys up here that are young. I mean, um, Zach Davies, you know, he, he's 25 years old. 17 and 9 with a 390 ERA. I think if he he's going to pick up his strikeouts more, he's going to be even more dominant going forward. I mean that's a, that's a great pitcher, right? You know, I mean you have Anderson. Anderson's another kid. You know, Chase Anderson, 30 years old, 20, 12 and 4 to 274 ERA. He almost had the same amount of strikeouts in his pitch. He came over from Arizona. I mean he's only 30. I mean so. They have some pitchers there, man. They do. You know, they have Bernardi still that's on this team. He was 5-10 and 10 with a 5-72. I think he's going to bounce back this year. He's only 31 years old. I think he's going to bounce back. That's going to give them a shot in his arm. I like, uh, you know, I, I really, really do like this Brewers team. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch them this year. I'm actually excited to keep tabs on them this year. I really am. I'm actually a little upset that they don't have a farm team down here anymore. I really am. The other kid that I really like, you need to keep an eye on. I think he should be the five-man rotation. He might not. He might be pushed to the pen. Might come out that I'm, you know, maybe go to AAA or something like that. Is 25-year-old Brandon Woodruff. I like him a lot. I like his makeup. And, he's, and I don't always pick right-handers. You know, I love left-handers, but this kid's a right-hander. I like his makeup a lot. So the Brewers are another team that um is intriguing to me. Now the Cardinals. Everybody knows I'm, I'm a, I, the Cardinals are a team to me that, major, that, that baseball should model after. I know the Yankees are more famous than anybody in baseball. Like you go overseas, you go anywhere, you go to Europe, anything. People have the Yankee hats. So Yankees, maybe the Dodgers. You know, I might even see some Cubs. The Yankees and Dodgers are probably the most two famous baseball teams in, in baseball, right? Let's put it that way, right? Okay. Just like the Knicks, um, not the Knicks, the Lakers are famous, and then hockey, it's the Canadians, and, you know, the, and then, you know, obviously in football, it's like the Cowboys, and 
stuff like that, right? You know, maybe the Patriots now. So, but when you go overseas, you see those things. And the Yankees hats are all over the place, no matter where you go. And but the Cardinals are a team that is model to me. If you, if that makes sense to you, they got a great uniform. I love the Cardinals uniform. I love the red. I love the logo. I love the birds. I love the bat. I love everything. All right, they build a great, great fan base. They got a beautiful stadium, the Sea of Red. Uh, you know, it's a good city, St. Louis. You know, it, it's just it, it's really like. It's great to see, and and they build their players. I mean, you look at their players on the field right now. A lot of these, especially the pitchers, I mean, and they get players to complement their players, and they get players that will be like chess almost, where the other players behind them will be ready when these players are ready to go to free agency or move on. They did a great move in getting uh, Azuna. Azuna's a tremendous big bear, the big cat, big man. I love him. They have flowers. They have Carpenter, which I love a lot. Um, Garko is a guy that I always said is going to be great. Nobody ever, I told people the other teams should get him. They don't listen to me, but they still got Molina, and they got Wong. I mean, they have a very good pitching staff. Their relieving staff is very good, too. And Anthony Reyes is going to be back May 1st. And, I, and I've interviewed Anthony Reyes on this show. I've interviewed him many times on the field. I know him personally. He was one of my big picks. He was always one or two on my top prospect list when, when I made my top prospect list. And he's obsessional. He, he is special and great. And he is going to be an ace in Major League Baseball. And he comes back May 1st. So the Cardinals, have, oh, the Cardinals are going to be second place at, at the worst. They could make a run if they health. Remember, health is a big deal. But they can make the run if they stay healthy with the Cubs. Especially if the Cubs don't stay healthy or, or some things go wrong. The Cardinals will. My breakout player, um, I, I, it's really hard to say because they, most of these guys are, are pretty damn good on this lineup, and, and if they all do what they normally do, they're going to be fine. I mean, I'm a big Matt Carpenter fan. I think Matt Carpenter is going to have a tremendous year this year. I think he's going to bat right around 280. I think he's going to hit about 30 home runs. I think he's going to get 100 off the eyes this year. And he's just going to be there, and he's going to do his thing. So I like him a lot. He's a guy to look, look at. Pitching-wise, um, Anthony Reyes is my boy. Everybody knows that. And when he comes back in May, he's going to lead this team with a shot in the arm like it's a trade. And he's just tremendous. 23 years old only. He was 4-1 with a 157 ERA and five game starts with one save. He had 46 innings pitched and 52 strikeouts from Elizabeth, New Jersey. This kid is unfreaking real and when he comes back, he's going to slaughter and destroy that central. I love him. I love him. I love him. He's unbelievable. And the rest of that pitching staff ain't bad. Waka, um, you know, they, they, they have some guys. You know, Wainwright's still there. Martinez is still there. Um, Carlos Martinez, a 26-year-old. I mean, he's a very good pitcher. 12-11 and 11 with a 364 ERA. 217 strikeouts in 205 innings. That's sick. Sick, and he's 26 years old. So, they have it. They have it. Now, my, you know, Andy Reyes is my pick for bounce back because he was just injured. He's not going to bounce back. He's just that great. He was great before he got injured. You know, I think my, I think, um, but my, I said Walker would bounce back last year, and he bounced back a little. 12-9 and nine with a 4-13 ERA. Almost struck out the same amount of innings pitch. I think he's going to pitch mornings this year, and he's going to be even better, and he has more confidence. And he's only 26 years old. Because remember, a year ago, it, it was disgusting. 
He was 7-7 seven and seven with a 509 ERA. He only pitched 138 innings. This year he's 12-9 and nine with a 413. He was two good game starts away from being a, a 380 pitcher. So that's another bounce back. So the Cardinals are in a good position. Um, they got a good bench with Garcia and, 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 and O'Neal and a couple of guys off that bench, Kelly behind the plate. I, I, and I'm a fan of Kelly. I think it's the right approach to make him grow at the major league level than the minor league level. I know he wasn't, you know, doing tremendous things at the minor league level, but he's a, he's a guy I've seen catch over here in the Florida State League. Another starter came to the Florida State League, like Anthony Reyes and, 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 and all those stuff. I mean, um, there's a ton of guys that come to the Florida State League. And he batted 174, and, and he's a 171 career member hitter. And in the minors, he wasn't much better either. But I just like his defense, and I like his presence behind the plate and the way he calls games. And you have Molina, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, Cecil's in that pen. Lyons is in that pen. Grandison's in that pen. Norris is in that pen. Bowman's in that pen. Um, It's just tremendous. I mean, it's tremendous. So there's a lot of good stuff with the Cardinals. Their lineup's pretty good. They mix and match players well. They're just one of those teams, and I don't know, like a blue-collar team. I don't want to go that far as a blue-collar team, but they're none of those guys go in with clean uniforms, none of them. And I just like that organization, the way they build things. So the Cardinals are there. Um, the Pirates, they're slipping. You know, they had some years where they, 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 their window was there, and now they're starting to slip. They have some okay guys. They have Bell. They have um, Colin Moran that I like, that I have interviewed on this show and I've interviewed in person. I know personally when he was over here with the Marlins. I like Frazier, Marte, Polanco's pretty good. Chevelli's another great story. I just don't, like, their pitching's okay. They they have some guys in the minors I really like. I, I just see this division with the Brewers jumping up as fast as they did and with the Reds' farm system and the Cubs and the Cardinals where they're at. The Pirates are going to have to wait a couple of years. Because the Cardinals, are, there's some older guys in that organization, and eventually those guys are going to go away and write Molina, and they're going to have replacements for them. And if they don't have replacements for them, there's going to be trouble. The Cardinals have plenty of pitching, so I don't worry about Wainwright. But when Molina goes, if you don't have replacements, that's going to be a big, big drawback for that team. And that's when the Pirates can move up a little, if that makes any sense to anybody. But, um, you know, Colin Moran is a guy that I kind of I kinda like – I just didn't think he, he was good for a big market. I didn't think it was not a big market for him. He batted 364 with a home run and three RBIs on a major league level. Um, I like him. I think he, he's going to be a pretty good player over there. I think that's a perfect spot for him. So, um, you know, nephew of B.J. Serhoff. So I, I just – I like Colin. I like him. I like him in Pittsburgh. He's going to be my breakout watch player this year. And I'm also going to say um, – But, I mean, there's some, Trevor Williams is my other. Everybody knows I'm, I'm, I'm a, a fan of Trevor Williams. I'm a friend of Trevor Williams. I, I, he's done a lot for me, and I've done, you know, we've done a lot of interviews together. I mean, many interviews together, many things. And now that he's over in Pittsburgh, I don't get to see him as much. Um, seven and nine with a four seventy RA, look pretty good. I think that he is going to be, he's going to take that next step this year more of a third starter type pitcher. So those are my two picks for the Pirates. I don't I think that they're gonna be it's an uphill battle for them. I think it's gonna they're gonna play some great baseball. I think they're gonna put a great product on the field. I don't think there's anything to to, you know 
you know, get mad about as a Pirates fan if you go out and support this team because they, they could just gel and really, really take over just like the Brewers did last year. Or they could just stay mediocre, but put a pretty, not mediocre, but have a pretty good product on the field. I, I don't hate on the, on the Pirates yet. They're, they're still better than they ever been. And I kind of like what I see there with the Pirates. Um, the Reds are the next team. I think the Reds are a last place team. And it's kind of sad because they've got some great players on this team. Um, I think Jer- uh, I think Votto is one of the great players of of this organization and, and of this league. You know, uh, Duvall is another great hitter. Um, they got some players, you know, but I just don't think they're there. Their pitching staff I'm very intrigued with. There's about three starters in the starting rotation I love. This Cafani, which I have interviewed before also. Um Bradley Fanagan, I love this kid. And, you know, and, and, and Sergio Romano is another guy, and Stevenson and, 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 and Stevens are all guys that I, I, I've interviewed and seen, and, and they're great pitchers. Their pitching staff is their strong point. People don't think that, but it is. Their relieving staff isn't that bad. I mean, you know, Austin Bryce is a very good pitcher in their relieving staff. He's a guy to look out for this year. He, he could maybe even creep up, be a setup man or a closer. So there's a lot of guys, their pitching is, is, is their strong point. It's their hitting that's a little weak. I think they're going to have to win a lot of three to two games. And that's hard to do in baseball. And it wears on you, especially the pitchers. Now, Discatani, Disco, we like to call him down here, major league career, he's 20 and 20 with a 399 ERA. And this kid's going to do his thing this year. He really is going to do his thing this year. Last year was nine and five at a three twenty eight ERA. Okay, he he's a good pitcher and I like him a lot. And you're gonna see some great things from him. He has good movement on his pitches. Everybody knows um that if you're a Reds fan, you know Homer Bailey and um he's the other guy. You know six and nine with a six forty three ERA and eighteen game starts. I think he's gonna have a bounce back season. Also, I think he's gonna be a lot better than that. Sort of of what you've seen from from Waka this year from the year before. He's going to have the same type of thing. Um, the other one is going to be Brandon Finnegan. And I like, he's a left-hander, which everybody knows I love. He's 24 years old. He was 1-1 one one last year with a 415 ERA in his major league career. I mean, he's pitched in the World Series. He's pitched in the playoffs. Um, you know, this is a kid that that is a pretty damn good, pretty damn good. 16 and, and 15 with a 383 ERA in the major league level. 240 innings and 202 strikeouts as a left-hander. I like I like this move. I like this kid a lot. And I love their pitching. I really do. Stevenson is a guy that I've put on my top prospect list when he was coming up to this organization many times in, in my top 13 pitchers. I put him up a lot. And and Stevens also. Stevens is another pitcher. So these two guys are slated to fight. Jackson Stevens, I think, is a very good pitcher. He's a two and one with a four sixty eight ERA last year. I just I like this kid a lot. And then obviously Robert Stevenson is another kid I like a lot. Twenty four year old also five and six with a uh, four sixty eight ERA. I think those guys both bounce back. Both of those guys can make this rotation easily. So that's one, two, three, four, five. Now they still have Castillo and they still have Romano and, and those guys are slated to make it over these guys. 
three and seven or three twelve ERA for Castillo, and then you know obviously we know Romano, but that puts these two other starters and Davis that's injured. Rookie Davis, he's a guy that came over from the Yankees trade, and I told you Rookie Davis is a, he's he's more. I feel Rookie Davis is a future closer. I feel that he could be a great setup man right now. He is injured. When he comes back, I think he's going to be pretty good. He throws a lot of great stuff. 24 innings pitch, he had 20 strikeouts. I think he's better than that. Don't look at his ERA. Um, so he's more slated to go to the pen with these other great pen players. And I said Austin Price is your other breakout reliever. I'm, you know, big dog, big country kid, 25 years old. He's going to get a lot of strikeouts. Um, definitely look at what he can do. So the, the, they have a little base there with pitching, and they have some of the minors, but they have some great hitters in that minors, in, in Cincinnati's minor league. So they have a lot to build on here in Cincinnati. It's not all... It's not all dreary and and no and a dead end there. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I just don't think they have what it takes right now. Now, if I'm going to go over my central right real fast before I get into the east, I'm picking the Cubs to win that division. I'm picking the Cardinals to come in second. I'm picking the Brewers for third, the Pirates for fourth, and the Reds for fifth. That's what I'm going with. And 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 I'm pretty confident. That's almost cashing a check at the bank. Okay, can the Brewers? Take second? Yes, they can. They can. The Brewers can take second, and the Cardinals can end up at third. But it's going to be very close, two, two or three-game situation. Even if the Cardinals beat the Brewers out, it's a two- or three-game situation. I just think the Cubs are elite. I think they're right where they were last year, about six, seven games in, five, uh, in first. Can the Pirates surpass anybody? It's all about what their pitching and health is and how, how some of these players adapt this year with that lineup. Can the Reds come out of the dungeon? If the Pirates don't have pitching falls a little and they don't have health, yeah, the Cincinnati can come out of the dungeon. But most likely what I just said is what it is. So recapping the West, I had the Dodgers. I had the Diamondbacks. The Rock- I had, well, excuse me, Dodgers, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and the Padres. Padres made some nice moves. Diamondbacks made some great moves. The Diamondbacks are going to fight. That's going to be the toughest first and third place second excuse me, second and third place division because I think the Giants are really good. I think you can't keep a good team down. They had one bad season. They did some things in the offseason, and I really think that they're ready if they can stay healthy. But the Arizona Diamonds made a big move the other day, and they made their team that much better. And they moved Peralta over to second base. They're a better team now. So they can easily, if they stay healthy and the pitching stays healthy, to take second place and to fight the Dodgers. That's how much better they are. So that's going to be a really fun three-man ran. The Colorado Rockies don't want to shake any stick at either. So that's a, that's a tough division. That's probably the toughest division in the National League. Now, to the, to the um, National League East, I want to fly through this. I only want to do this for 15 to 20 more minutes because, uh, you know, with the time frame I'm working on here plus – um, I also have, uh, you know, the lights are flickering in the studio, and that's why I had the technical difficulties before on the switchboard. And Juan's telling me it's still okay, but I just want to get it over for we have to go to a, another song commercial because we don't have all our commercial sponsors in yet. We're working on all that now. So we'll have commercials later on for the iHeart shows and everything. But um, So I'm going to jump into this real fast. The Washington Nationals, they won this division, the second-best record in the National League last year. They're a team that always finds a way to win – um, division, just not winning the playoffs. 
They had a little better playoff run last year than normal, but they are getting older. Turner had an injury, and, and, and you know, he had a um, surgery. Zinneman's older. Harper's, I mean, there's going to be a watch on him for his final season. You know, and then they have Ethan in the outfield. They have Tyler in the outfield. They have Rendon at third. He's a little older. I love Turner at shortstop. I love that kid. Um, Walters behind the plate is a pretty good uh, – Waiters behind the plate is a pretty good uh, player. Uh, you know, I mean, they're they're just a good team. They're they're a solid team. They're going to go out and what you see is what you get. What these players do is what they're going to give you every year. They're they're, it's, they're reliable. They're all reliable, and you know it, it's predictable. You know, we know what Murphy's going to give you, what Hopper's going to give you. You know, no one's going to have anything more. It's just what they're going to do. I love Victor. They're minor league outfielder. I love this kid, and I thought that they were going to get him somehow. Um, but it didn't happen, so it is what it is. Um, Doolittle, I love. I love Madison. I love um, Kinsler. I, you know, Kelly. I I love those guys in the pen, and then their starting rotation is just great. I mean, Cole, Roark, Gonzalez, Strasburg, Streiser. I mean, they're just solid pitchers. But the thing is. They only have five guys listed on their depth chart, right? If you look at their depth chart, I'm pretty sure they only have five guys listed because they don't have much after that. They have some young, young guys. They have some guys that might be able to come up. So injury-wise, the Nationals are very, very suspect of being the Mets this year, of last year. Mets had injuries and couldn't recover from Mets have a great team. Couldn't recover from their injuries. Bring up their rookies too fast. And that's what the Nationals have in this situation. They do have Victor. They do have um, Dilfa. If I said his last name right, I might be wrong. They do have Howie Kendrick off the bench. Uh, you know, but they don't have – some of these guys ain't ready. You know, they have Adams. I love Adams. He's the backup first base. They have a very good bench for bench players. I think Adams could be a starter, um, you know, on this team, and Victor could be a starter also. And I think that that's why Harper is going to be a free agent to put Victor in the outfield next year. So they're all, you know, as a national fan, you want Turner to Ethan – you want Taylor to really tear it up this year. And you want Victor to be – that's why they didn't trade Victor because he's going to be your outright fielder next year or your center fielder and Taylor will go to left and Ethan will go to right and because you're probably not keeping Bryce Hopper. And that will give you a very good outfield. And Zinneman, Murphy, Turner in the infield is very good. And then they can make a run for someone like a Machado or something else like that. If the Marlins go for Machado and Brian Innocent does really well as a rookie – they could go make a trade for Brian Anderson, something like that. They have good young pitching in the farm system. Their relieving staff is good. So there's no issues there right now. There's really no issues there. And they don't need to dwell on it. They've been put it together this year and try to make a run. But they can be the Mets of last year if they have some injuries because there's no, no replacing right away. So that's the Nationals. Now the, now the Marlins are next. We went over, I, went, I had a whole segment on the Marlins and Yankees two shows ago, not last show, but the show before that. And, yes, I'm very disappointed in this team, but I'm also intrigued to see where, what's going to happen with this team. I do feel like if I did the, the roster, it's better than what I think the depth chart is. I'm not really sure what the depth chart is right now. I know they changed it. I mean, they have Rojas at short and Riddle. Those are the two guys for shortstop, right? They're platoon or whatever. Prodder's at third. Anderson can take him over. They have Castro at second. They have Bored first. They have Rudimuno as of right now at third. 
I mean, a catcher, but he's probably going to be traded. I like Chad Wallach a, light, a lot. The Gents of the Giant, Chad Wallach, Tim Wallach's son. They have Braxton Lee, I think, in, in right. They have um, Branson in center and have Dietrich in left, and I think they have Calvin Mabin on the bench. And, you know, they have, like I said, they have, that's what they have right now. Um, Dietrich doesn't need to be playing the outfield. You've got to put Austin Dean in that outfield. Dean, Branson, and should be in the outfield, and I really do think that Sierra and the and I'm my I'm losing my tongue on the other guy should fight for for the other, I think for the other position. Calvin Maven on the bench, uh, Dietrich on the bench, Rojas on the bench, it's fine. You could even you know so I'm fine with that. And then I don't think you put Anderson on the bench. You got to start this kid, and you put Prater on the bench. That's a great bench, and Chad Wallach on the bench. Drew Staley is a pretty good starter. Um, Jose Arena is very good. Adam Conley is good. They have three pretty good starters. After that, it gets dicey. And they don't have no one really in their minors to really step up. Um, Barkov is a very good reliever. Strucker Niner is a good reliever. Nick, uh, Nick Wickreen is a good reliever. Um, Julian Gonzalez is one of my favorites. Had on the show many times. I sat. He sat in the radio booth with me when he was injured in, in – um, over in uh, Joe Robbie Stadium during my shows and during the games and just sat there and hung out with me. Great dude. And, you know, so they have a very good relieving staff. They're just not going to compete. And that's why you, why do you have Prada playing third if you're not going to compete? Put Anderson there, you know. Let's see what these guys can do. Put the young guys in. Braxton Lee is okay. I mean, if you want to put him out there and let Sierra play one more year in the minors, that's fine. But Austin, it's Austin Dean's time. So look out for Austin Dean, Branson, Look out for Anderson. Those are the guys you want to look out for this year. You want to look out for Julian Gonzalez. I think Jose Arena and Conley are going to take a step forward. Dylan Peters isn't bad. I just don't think he's ready. Nicolino isn't bad. I just don't think he's ready. If, you, if I had to pick this final rotation right now, it would be Drew Staley, Arena, Conley, Peters, and Nicolino. That's what I would do. Forget Chen. Forget those other guys moving over to the pen. And, um, you know, that's just how I feel. Uh, Maybe, you know, so... That's just me. Maybe maybe put Dylan Peters in the pen and put um and then maybe start. You know, I think he's a fan. I I don't know if he's a fan favorite, but I think some people are starting to, to like him a little because of his, his his Twitter. But Sandy, a lot of people are kind of jumping on his wagon. He only had eight innings in the major league, but I mean, so I don't know. They have they have some guys like Cody Petit and a couple of guys in the minors that are really good, but they're just not ready. But Austin Dean is ready to play some baseball, and I would move him up before I I, I do Sierra or anybody else. So just just that, and you want Branson to do the big deal because he's that yellow straight. He's the biggest piece you got back last year, or this year, or whatever in these trades, besides Castro. So that's the Marlins, and in a nutshell, the Braves. The Braves they might overachieve last year, huh? Might have overachieved a little last year. They got a pretty good, you know, Freddie Freeman on that team. Okay, you have Swanson on that team. Nick McCavis is on that team. I mean, there's some guys on that team. Some guys to look forward to. They have some really good young pitching. And Tehran, um, McCarthy, Newcomb, I love this kid. Casmian is on that team. He's trying to fight for a spot there. You got Vizcaino, the closer, Minter, Winker. Um, you know, you have a ton of guys 
and the Braves always find ways to do things. The Braves are like like that team that you know. That's why Casney is perfect for them. They always find, like the, the Braves remind me of the of the New England Patriots. Put these guys on the field and it's like what? And and they just they just do it. Now they they got young, so they haven't been doing it lately, but. They get some great talent, some great young talent. It's a beautiful stadium. They're creeping. They're going to do their thing. You have a guy like Freeman, you know, you don't have to worry about it. All right? My, my, um, I think Swanson's going to have a breakout season this year. I'm really, really convinced of that. Um, a guy that's been interviewed many times in 27-ounce baseball. But um, he had 332 with six home runs and 51 RBIs, only 480 of that. I think he's going to have a breakout season this year. Um. I also think Newcomb. I want you to watch out for that. I, I talked about this kid all the time. I thought he should be someone that should be made in the trade. I always thought that they should have traded um, – the Minnesota Twins should have traded Dozier for Newcomb. And he was 4-9 with a 4-32 ERA. So 108 strikeouts and 100 innings. He's someone to look at, and he's a lefty. Love the kid. So that's someone there. You know what we're going to get out of Tehran? Um Tremendous, nasty, twenty-seven-year-old pitcher with great movement. He's gonna have another. He's gonna have another. He's gonna have a tray on. He's just gonna have a great season this year. This guy, you know, I like a lot. Like I said, so there's a lot of guys there on this team. They're just one of those teams. Roll up into make it make a twenty-five-man roster with, and they'll they'll get it done. They'll scrap out wins. They're another team that's gonna go with their uniforms dirty every day. They got great. Um, catching tandem with Suzuki and Flowers. So they're very, very, very good. Um, I don't know. This is something about the Braves that just say that they're going to fight to the very end. 28-year-old uh, Lane Adams in the outfield is a guy I think is going to hit a little more home runs and be a little more productive in that lineup, like a second starter with a little more home runs. There's a lot of good things going on there with this uh, this Braves team. You know, keep your head up there in Atlanta. You're getting there fast. We'll skip the Metropolitans and go over to the Phillies. The Phillies are an intriguing team. They have some great stuff in their minors that are starting to creep up. They have some guys that are going to be up there this year to really look at it. J.P. Crawford, I think, is one of the top five shortstops in minor league baseball. And now he's up. Um, Hopkins is really good. Um, Santana at first. They have, they have a very good, intriguing team over there in Philly. They're, they are a last-place team. They still are. They have some guys in the minors. They have some pitchers. Uh, I think Eric Off is, is uh, starting today, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I didn't double-check all the stuff. I like Ben Lively a lot. Um, Lighter, I like a lot. Nola is a very good pitcher. And in their, their pen, you have Garcia, Hunter, Morgan. I mean, they got a lot of guys. And Lighter could also go over there. So they got some young stuff, and they got some young stuff in the, in the farm system, too. So the Phillies are very close. They, they remind me of the White Sox. They remind me of the of a couple of teams like that, and eventually that team's going to jump, like like the Reds. I think they're a little better off than the Reds are. I think they might even be a little better off than the White Sox are. Well, it's neck and neck, but they're going to jump, and they're going to jump fast. They're going to get it together and jump fast. So I like this team, and I like what they're doing. It's it's very slow. It's taking longer. It's going to take longer than what the Cubs did, but there is light, and it's a lot of light at the end of the tunnel with this Phillies team. My breakout guy this year, well, I'm, I'm going to definitely be watching Crawford all year. I mean, he's fun to watch. He's a great defensive player. He's going to be a very, very good hitter. He's going to put it together. So you're going to want to keep an eye on him. But um, 
a guy I think is going to have a tremendous year, tremendous year, the 24-year-old uh, Hopkins. He had 259 batting average last year, 18 homers and 48 RBIs. I think he's going to put it together this year. He's going to be the total package. So it's going to be fun to watch him. And then um, the, the pitcher, Ben Lively, is the guy I want. I, I think that everybody's going to going to fall in love with him in the brotherly love city. I think that he's somebody that uh, four and seven with a four twenty six ERA. I think he's going to put it together and he's going to get a little more strikeouts and he's just going to be a little more confident. I like him a lot. Um, everybody else in that pitching staff isn't that bad. So it's it's going to be a fun season in Philly. If you're a baseball fan, you're into if you know baseball and you know about the farm systems and all that stuff and you know about building a team within, it'll be very fun if you're a Phillies fan and you know that stuff. If you're one of those Phillies fans just want to win, want no-name players, want big names like they used to have back in the day, then okay, then you're not going to have fun this year. You're not. You're not. And they have a pretty good bench, too. I mean, if you think of it, they have Joseph on the bench. And I, he, I think if they didn't have Santana, it, it's very easy to start Joseph at first base. Very easy. And it, the, it's going to be fun over there in Philly, though. I, you know, those are the 26-year-old right-handed hitter. I think he has a, he had 240 with 22 home runs, 69 RBIs, and he's backing up Santana. There's nowhere to put this kid. Othier in the outfield is a backup. So, I mean, I mean, you pick up Santana, and, I mean, I don't know why you pick up players like that. 31-year-old Carlos Santana, 259, 23, 79 is not bad, but he's 31, and you're not going to win in, in three years. So he's going, to, he's going to be gone. So you could have Crawford. You could have Joseph. You could have Franco at third. You could have Hopkins or Hare and Williams. Now, yeah, Altair is another guy on the bench that you, that's a pretty good player. Um, Williams is a 24-year-old outfielder that um, about a 288 with 12 home runs and 55 RBIs, a pretty good player. So, I mean, you want him in the outfield, see what he could do for a whole season. And then, you know, I think they got Adubio O'Hare. I don't, know, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his first name, but O'Double O'Hare, excuse me, from Venezuela. Uh, he batted 281 with 14 homers and 56 RBIs. Another nice little hitter. They got a nice little outfield, a very young outfield that, that one more year under their belt, they're going to put better numbers in that third year that it's going to have that tremendous breakout year. And then you're going to have, you would have someone like Joseph, then you have someone like Crawford, Franco, Alfred behind the plate. But then you give the Santana. The, the, I mean, like, that's like almost like a destruction. A destruction. <laughs> Sorry, I said it wrong. But the second baseman, 27-year-old, you know, Cesar Hernandez, 294 batting average, nine home runs, 34 RBIs. He's not bad either. You know, he's not bad either. You know, I mean, this team has has something going. I think Santana is going to be the leader, sort of. You know, I like Fra- I like Franco. 25 years old, 230, 24 homers, 76 RBIs. There's a lot of pop. He has a bit, I think he needs to bring his bat natural a little. I think he will, but, you know, not all at once. And then, obviously, behind the plate, they got another 24-year-old player, and he's pretty – I think he's pretty good also. 318 bat natural, five home runs, and 14 RBIs. I think he's going to be pretty good. So that's a nice little team going on there. Their young pitching can develop, and these guys can stay healthy and build. The best thing is their pitching develops. This team stays together and builds. And, and improve every year. Two years from now, this team's going to be fighting for the division because they have some guys in the minors still, too. So that's the Phillies. Now we'll go to the last team, the New York Metropolitans. I grew up a Met fan. My brother was a big Met fan. Um, I'm not a big fan. 
of um of a team now. I am more of a I'm more players because I know a ton of players. I have players and phone numbers in my phone and I just like to see those players succeed. There are some teams I really enjoy watching. And I cover teams and I like them to do well. Um I think the Mets made some moves. There's some young guys here I really, really like. I don't know. One of the moves baffled me a little, but it isn't. It's one of those baffles like, well, okay. But then, you know, but it's like, well, it can really help them. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those weird things. They have Jay Bruce in the outfield. They have um, Juan Lagares on Ancestus. But Michael Conforto doesn't have a home, okay, which I, deserves a start. I think you have Frazier at third, which is fine because David Wright's done. You have Rosario that I love. He's one of my favorite shortstops in, in Major League Baseball. I like Marte on the Yankees, but I love Rosario. And I, I've talked to him many times with friends on, on, on social media. Also, we talk back and forth, but I have talked to him in person. And Cabrera is a very good second baseman. And you have you picked up Gonzalez at first, but he's old. Darnell and, and behind the plate, is, eh. But they have a young catcher in the minors that's really, really good. And we'll get into him later on or another show. So they, they have that. DeGrom, Syndergaard, Harvey, Marte, uh, Matt, all good. You have Zach Wheeler, you have Gizelman, you have um, Vargas. They're fine with pitching if they stay healthy. Familia, Ramos, A.J. Ramos as a, as a setup man, you know, uh, Montero, Belvins. They have a very good relieving staff also. And they have another player that can play almost anywhere in the field. And that's T.J. Rivera. He's on a 60-day to save his list with Johnny, Tommy John. Um, I, I think if he comes back, it's good. Conforto's questionable for open a day, so that's why I think they have Lager hand, um, Juan Lagares in the outfield. And it's fine putting Conforto as a backup and Juan Lagares as a starter because Juan Lagares can't stay healthy. He can't play more than 65 games a year. That's just, that's just how he is. He's glass. And that's the problem. The Mets, they, they have – Lagares could be a very good hitter, but Conforto's 24 years old. 279, 27 homers, and 68 RBIs. He might not be ready for opening day, but he will be the center fielder. You'll have him in center. You'll have Jay Bruce in, in um, right field, which put together, I think he put together a pretty good season last year, 254, 36, 109. And then you have, um, obviously, the big man, Cespis. Um, you know what he's going to bring to the table. 292, 17, and 42. He had a down season. I think he's going to have a Cespedes season this year and tear it up. Um, Andre Gonzalez at first is 242, three homers and 30 RBIs last year. <clears throat> you know, he, in L.A., just played 71 games. Every year it seems like it's going down in games that he's playing. Well, yeah, he played 156 the year before. So if he could be healthy and play there, that's fine. But, you know, the future of first baseman for that team is Dominic Smith. They wouldn't trade. Now, if you wouldn't take... If you believed in this team, you would have, you would have traded Dominic Smith and, and one of their pitchers for, um, for JT Rutamuto because that's what the Marlins wanted, and they said no. And it blows my mind because you know, you're not going to – if Andre Gonzalez stays healthy this year, Dominic Smith is not playing. I know he's 22 years old and he's your future, but he's not playing. Nine home runs, 26 home runs, 26 RBIs, and 198, um, 198 batting average. He's going to be a star. William Flores is on the bench. Jose Reyes is on the bench. Nemo's on the bench. Juan Lagares will eventually be on the bench. 
and um, and then they'll have a backup catcher on the bench. Darnell is, is a guy that's just going to stalk his defense. But Frazier is on this team, and two new guys at the corner. They have they put together a little team. They, the Mets stay healthy. The Mets are, are a very, very good baseball team, a very good baseball team. And with this division, you know, I mean, first of all, Frazier has a bat better than 215, 213, whatever he batted. I know he had 27 home runs and 76 RBIs, but he needs to – he needs to bat a little better than that because they're going to eat him up in New York if he doesn't. But if you look at the Mets' starting rotation and Cabrera and Rosario and, Le- and, and Bruce and Cafordo and Cespedes, now you have Gonzalez and Frazier, they're okay. That, that's, and with that relieving staff, they're okay if they stay healthy. I want to punch with Familia and, and, and A.J. Ramos. That's, a real, that's really nice, man. <clears throat> really nice. Really nice. And in the major leagues, man, 248, four homers and 10 RBIs in a, in a very short 165 at-bats. Sorry was the real deal. So the Mets, it's a little different for me when it comes to the Mets. It really is because I feel that they're right there. If they stay healthy, especially their pitching staff, they're good to go. My breakout player is going to be Rosario. I think, I think Frazier is going to bat a little better than 215, 213. He's going to bat in the 240s. That's a big deal. I think Cespedes is going to be. See, that's the thing. I can name. Caporno is going to be a little better just because he's going to play more games this year, but he put it together last year. Bruce is what you're getting. Juan Laguerre is a very good hitter if he can stay healthy. Cespedes is going to be better than he did was last year. Had injuries. He plays a full season. You know what you're going to get out of him. Andre Gonzalez, he's going to be back. I mean, if he stays healthy and he's back, you know what numbers he's going to put up. Cabrera is very good. And Frazier's bats 248, 250, 240. That's a big jump up, and his numbers are going to be even better. So they don't need Darnell to do anything to catch games. And Rosario is the guy you're going to focus on as a rookie, the man, okay? But all those other guys do their thing. There's no saying what the Mets can do. Mets can win a division if their pitching holds up. I think they're A.J. Ramos has got to look at, um, and Montero and, and the relieving staff. I think they're really going to do some great things there. DeGrom had a very good season. I mean, you know, He's the ground. 15 to 10 with a three, 353 ERA. Uh, he's just a good player. You know, Syndergaard, I mean, you lost him. I mean, this dude is unreal. I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. One of the top five best pitchers in baseball. He was one and two with a 297 ERA when he went down. I mean, this is a guy that's one of the top three pitchers maybe in baseball. All right, Harvey, he's another one. Um, God forbid. Five and seven to six seventy array. I think he's going to do another what Walker did a year ago, and what I think is going to happen with um. Was the guy missing in the central? But uh, Homer Bailey, I think he's going to be like that. He's going to be more of a you know a four twenty ERA above five hundred pitcher, and he's going to start putting it together. He's going to see his dominant dominant side again. I love Stephen Matz. He's a lefty. He's another one. If he stays healthy, he's probably one of the top pitchers in the game. Two and seven with a six week array was his worst season last year because of injuries and stuff. But he's a very good pitcher. Zach Wheeler's back. Gilman, I like. The Mets pitching stays healthy and bounces back. But that lineup, the Mets can win this division. Win this division. Win the division. We'll get right right now right into into this division. As of right now, because I'm just, when it comes to injuries and consistently injuries, 
and putting in older guys that finally are getting injuries, like Andres Gonzalez, like, you know, Harvey, we don't know what we're going to get. Hopefully, Syndergaard bounces back. You know, Stephen Max is always injured. You know, Juan Lagares is always injured. I can't put the Mets at first right now. I'm comfortable putting them at second, but I like the Washington Nationals for first place. I like the Mets for second, the Braves for third, the Phillies for fourth, and the Marlins for fifth. And the reason why I did that is because I really feel that the Marlins are going to get rid of Ruto Muto, and I honestly think if the Marlins are dead in the, in, you know, flapping in the wind, Boyle will be traded at the All-Star break. And then they're really done at that point. And, you know, they'll definitely get rid of Prater. I guarantee Prater's not playing the full season in Miami this year. You know that, right? He's gone. So you're going to have Anderson playing third. There's going to be too many young guys, too many things overaccomplished. The pitching is okay. They, they have three starters. That's it. No one else is ready. The relieving staff is pretty young, too. I think the Phillies are right, have some things, and if they, if they take that next step like they did this year, for the, I mean, last year for, to this year, they're going to they're gonna get out of the dungeon and the Marlins will be in last place. Um, so that's the, the whole National League I just did for you guys in two days. Um, Nationals for first. Uh, Mets for second. Braves for third. Phillies for fourth. Marlins for last. Cubs. St. Louis. Milwaukee. Pittsburgh. Cincinnati. Dodgers. This is my tough one. I'm going to go with my gut in the Giants. But the Diamondbacks, I love what they did this offseason. And Diamondback fans, I love I love what I'm seeing there. Diamondbacks for third, Colorado for fourth, fifth the Padres. The worst team in the, in the National League will be the Mets. The best team in the National League, I do think the Dodgers will be a little better than the Cubs. Uh, player predictions, I think it's a little premature to do, but I'm going to go out there. I'm going to I'm going to make it I'm going to make it salty. I'm going to make it I'm going to make it fresh today. I'm going to make it sexy. I think the Nationals, the Cubs, and the Dodgers will make it. And I do think the Giants and the Diamondbacks will make the playoffs. I, I think the Cardinals will just miss it, and the Mets will just miss it. I think they'll just – I'm talking about like a game. A game. But if, I'm going to pick six teams so you guys can could, could fight and salivate over those six teams. Nationals, Mets, Cubs, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Colorado. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to go seven. I'm going to take the Cardinals. The Brewers just miss it. The Colorado Rockies just miss it. But those teams are going to fight all the way to that last week Last week of baseball. Those seven teams are going to be one to two games within each other. It's going to be a fun, fun season in the National League. It's going to be a fun season in baseball this year. Fun. Tomorrow, I'm going to do the National League, I don't know, I'm definitely doing the Central tomorrow, the American League, excuse me. I have a lot to go over with, with the East, so it's going to take a while, so I'm going to do that last. But I also could have a, a, a guest because of the Astros. So when I go over the Astros, I could have a guest on. I might, and that show might take too long. So I might separate all these because I also might have a Tampa Bay Ray and a Yankee that could come on. So I might just do the Central tomorrow, then do the, the East, and then ended up with the West. And then the following week, we'll, we'll start giving away those um, prizes to eat with the Marlins and eat with the, with the Astros. But that's what I might do. I might, if I have enough, enough time and, and, and everything and all that stuff, I might do two in one show and in one and the end. But uh, a lot of great things in that, in that American League to talk about. It's going to be fun. 
but it's going to be a great time in baseball. And it's going to be a great time in, in, in minor league baseball this year. I love the new uniforms here in the Florida State League with a lot of teams. I love the, the new look. And remember, not just because they cover the Florida State League, so many of these players we talk about, we look at and we love, especially on a lot of these teams that I'm talking about, they come through the Florida State League. So this year you're going to see a lot of great players, and in two or three years they're going to be playing Major League Baseball for your team. And you're going to be like, damn. I could have just got some autographs and hung out with those guys. So support your minor leagues. Also go out there and see these teams. But it's going to be a fun time here in Major League Baseball. And I'm really looking forward to it. Once again, the website will probably be up Monday. It's beautiful. Go check it out. You have to register to win. Register to the website. Put your information in. Let us know you're listening. Let us know you love us. We love the support. We have a ton of followers. I love it. 27 Ounce Baseball is king when it comes to minor league. And we're getting there for Major League. Also, Thanks for everybody listening to us on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, Blog Talk, and every other million place you can get us at a couple of radio stations, soon to be CBS Sports. We are Minor League Ball and Major League Ball. We bring it to you the right way. Definitely check out our sister show, The Interview with Ben and Chris. Great stuff. This is Being Frank. I'm your host, Frank Conti. Love being with you guys. It was great. Um, Till tomorrow, or if not tomorrow, Saturday. If not Saturday, Sunday, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's going to be in the next three days. I'll be back on the air with you guys. Listen, it's baseball time. Think about it. Remember when you go out to the stadiums and you walk up those steps and then you see that field laid out and the fans sitting down and the hot dogs, peanuts, cracker jacks, beers, hey, be here, be here. Yeah, you know it. You know it. It's back. Baby, it's back. And it tells you summertime's around the corner. Fourth of July is around the corner. Everybody's happy. Let's love life. Listen, I'm sweating in the studio. I got to get out of here. I guess that's why the lights are flickering. They must be working on some stuff. Anyway, I apologize for that little brief interrupting in the middle when I went to the song. That was going to be my closing song. But we're going to go to a different closing song. We used it on the last show. We're going to lose it on this show, too. I kind of like it. It's kind of dedicated to somebody anyway. You know who you are. Um, anyway, everybody have a great, great rest of your week. Tomorrow's Friday, so enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Be back right at it. And like I always say, take care. Brush your hair. Peace. I'm out of here. Y'all know this one. Sing it with me if you would. <laughs> Got a girlfriend, got braids in her hair. First time I seen her walk by, Ooh, man, I fell about my chair. Had to get her number, took me like six weeks. Now me and her go way back, like Cadillac seats. Riding like a back road, driving with my eyes closed. I know every curve, like the back of my hand. Yeah.